Hi, friends. Welcome back to Almost Heretical. We do these episodes called Responding to Blank. And sort of the premise here is that one of us brings a piece of audio, an article, something, some piece of, of media that they saw or read, and we kind of present it to the other one. Generally, it's the first time they're hearing this thing, and we kind of respond to it. So uh, last time we did this, we responded to a Matt Chandler sermon clip, and I brought that for Shelby to hear. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know what's happening today. Shelby, I think you have something, right? Yeah. So a, a while back, um, I, you, I, you might not even remember, but I asked if you had heard the, the prayer that was prayed by the uh, people who stormed the Capitol on January 6, 2021. Okay. Wow. Yeah. It's like crazy that we're over basically a year and a half from the insurrection at the Capitol. I mean, I remember watching this live. I think I was like sending you messages and things. I'm working. I'm on my laptop, like probably so many others. And I don't know why, but I, I was already watching, I think, uh, the events unfold, probably CNN or something like that. I was already watching just the, the events of the day. I just happened to be watching the news, basically. And, you know, it's hard to tell on CNN because literally everything is breaking news. On, I mean, right. they, they just keep breaking news. Everything's a big deal. But they keep it on the bottom. They literally keep breaking news on the bottom. And then it's they just say the next thing that's going to come on for the next segment. They're like, breaking news, you know, the stock market's down 50 points. Today. It's like, okay, that's not breaking news. I mean, it is, but it's not worthwhile news. So I was just watching, um, I think, because they were, you know, certifying the votes that day. And I knew there was, we, I mean, so, okay. We were all speculating, what's this going to be, right? We knew that Trump was going to try something. I remember the months leading up to this, after the election, it's like, well, we know this isn't just going to be a peaceful transfer mm. of power. We know something's going to happen. Um, yeah, leading up to the inauguration. Exactly. And so, I don't know that this is what, I mean, this is probably close to what I thought was going to happen. I mean, I remember talking with a friend about... I thought the military was going to need to get involved with something that was going to happen. Like, I, I thought there was going to be some sort of a coup attempt. Um, and that's sort kind of, of yeah. yeah, kind of what we saw. But then, okay, so then the events are unfolding. And I'm like, okay, they're they're getting close. They're, oh, well, they're, they're in. They're like, <laughs> and just, it was like, minute by minute, this thing is unfolding and they're just, they just get farther in and farther in. And then we hear these stories after the fact of, what our um, senators and representatives were doing um, and how they were being ushered out and where Mike Pence was and he's refusing to leave and all this stuff. And we're still finding out more pieces now as more people share stories. Um, but I, yeah, I haven't read or heard that much from the actual insurrectionists, I guess, mm -hmm. the people that, that stormed the Capitol. So I'm interested to see where this is going to go. Well, I'm excited to see where this goes too. And I have to say, this is not the type of audio that I thought I would be bringing to this first, my first responding to episode where I get to bring something for you. Because um, I don't, when all of the, everything with American politics and conservatism and really just the way that um, Christianity intertwines with right-wing politics in America, like that's just not the kind of thing that I love to study and research about. And it just often feels depressing. It feels like we're dealing with extremists and not normal people. And so sometimes I just, I'm, I like to study, you know, the Bible, the texts, these ancient things. That's, that's more my jam. So this is a bit different than what I thought I would bring, but I think you'll, 
see why this is so interesting once we listen to it. So um, to set the stage before we, um, it'll actually be a video that Nate will be watching. Um, you'll get to hear the audio and um, you can, we'll, we'll have a link to the video in the show notes as well if you'd like to see that. We're starting it at around seven minutes, 50 seconds, but it's a, it's a long video taken by a, a journalist, um, reporter, I believe from the New Yorker, who's going in and um, just following the insurrectionists around and they've made it into the Senate and uh, there there's a group of men who have gone up to the um, Vice President Mike Pence's seat at the time. And then there's other men milling around um, at the Senate floor and they're all kind of talking and one just exclaims, we invoke the name of Jesus, amen, just kind of randomly. And then that triggers what's about to happen here. Okay, so... We're going to play the entire thing through because we got a lot of good feedback after the last responding to episode that you want to hear the whole piece of audio first, and then we'll kind of play through the audio and respond to it as well. But so we're going to listen to the whole thing. Okay, here we go. saw your face twitching a few times and reaching, yeah, I mean, for, I, reaching for a notepad. Yeah, I mean, I think the, um, the the first thing, I mean, just you're not seeing the video. So, I mean, a lot of people have this image. They've seen the images, right? It's, it's, they're all up there on the in the Senate. On I think it's the vice president's seat up at the top there. And um, they got flags and they're kind of milling around but then there's three or four that have established themselves at the top and so we've all kind of we're all familiar with those images that came out that day um but what i don't think i had seen this before i mean i hadn't seen the prayer but i hadn't seen this these shots of well this person is praying there the other people around are doing kind of like the the standing like when you're listening to someone pray but you're not the one praying you have like your elbows at your side and then your hands kind of like raised up a little bit like i don't know it's like kind of like the receiving i'm mm -hmm. like receiving or like, like you're joining in on the prayer yeah you're like joining in open-handed right and so that's what i think one of the guys to the side of the person praying is doing um during this during this and then, the, then there's a couple other ones that have like their hands raised almost like they're worshiping or something like that um, so that's the first thing just from like visual, whatever that jumps out when I, when I saw it was, 
was that. But then I think also what I'm kind of struck by is it's kind of one of those, you know, like where when Trump first got elected, people would take a, a Hitler quote and put it and put like Trump at the end of it. And they would they'd put it on social media and then they'd be like they'd they'd wait for like liberal people would do this and then they'd be like wait for you know republicans to be like yeah yeah Mm, we should do that and then people would be like that's that's hitler like does it sound similar because it's hitler so anyways um it kind of felt like if you were to take this so in a similar way if you were to take this audio and tell someone like this was we did a obviously it's on a megaphone right so um you just tell someone like hey we you know we all gathered down at uh in in the city last week and we had a impromptu worship service and before we started someone grabbed you know grabbed a megaphone and started praying and this is this is what they prayed you know um i think people would be like yeah okay that makes sense nothing nothing really concerning about what's being said right right and then when you attach it to the video obviously you understand like this is they're in the senate and they're they've um committed these crimes and all this kind of stuff but but yeah, these words are very common, very similar to things you would hear in any in any church. And then, I mean, should I say all my? Should I say all my? Sure, I have I have a few questions for you after, but I want to hear okay. your initial thoughts having just uh, heard the the. Well, audio. and then I mean, so yeah, the words the words do feel very normal, but when you do attach it to this scene and, and knowing what it took for them to be standing where they're standing, I mean, they said they're in the middle of the prayer, something about. Um, we're standing here in peace and harmony mm-hmm. and those words, peace and harmony. I mean, if I'm recalling correctly and it wasn't necessarily from, well, someone, people died, people died in this insurrection um, for whatever reason. And no, maybe from someone, whatever side. Yeah. yeah. Didn't necessarily like directly kill someone, but like the event, I think someone had a heart attack, wasn't it? There was someone had like cardiac, I don't know. I think someone was fatally shot or they Okay. Um, and property was, significantly damaged and then there's emotional trauma that for a lot of these officers emotional trauma for the um elected officials and um and maybe a lot of the people that were witnessing this too i don't know but yeah so peace and harmony like i i don't know that you could uh, legitimately say that this was a peaceful and a harmonious event that took place i mean certainly when they're standing in this room and it's quiet and solemn at that point maybe it's peaceful and they're not doing anything harmonious because everyone agrees with you Right. In that room. Yeah. But anyways, that kind of stood out to me as well. Um, But with the main point being, this sounds very similar to any prayer you would hear at probably a very politically conservative, Trumpy type of church. Um, This feels like a a prayer you could hear at a church like that. Yeah. And I think that that is what most stood out to me about this. When I first um, saw this video, probably posted on Twitter or something that day or the next day, um, I watched it and I expected it to sound like crazy extremists. So, I mean, yeah. even these, the, even the the guy, I mean, for anyone who's seen the pictures or videos, like the guy doing the prayer is, you know, one of the most iconic figures of the, the protest images. He's wearing this like Viking fur cap and no shirt and is face painting, face painted. So he's a very crazy looking person. And then with all these just, you know, people coming in it, and, and so when I started, all right, oh, man, they're going to pray. Like, I think that must have been why I watched the video. I knew they were going to pray. And I just thought it, it was going to sound, um, you know, like terrorists or something. That's what I thought it was going to sound like. Yeah. And, and then it sounded basically like the churches I grew up in. And that was 
really shocking to me because, mm. um, and, and this is why I also wanted to have this conversation with you because I know this is something you care about because I know that the, the people that I grew up with, the churches I grew up in, I don't think any of those people would storm the Capitol. I think that probably most of them would condemn this having happened and wouldn't want to be associated with them. But how different are they really in the sense of like, is there really a difference in what they believe? And, and I guess that's represented a bit by the fact that we pray essentially the same way. Like some of those phrases just were so staggering to me for how that's how we prayed all the time. And yeah, we could have filled in those lines with our own words. Yeah. I mean, I think it's slightly more, um, politically conservative than the churches I grew up in mm. just cause they do mention things about like, you know, taking our country back from the tyrants or whatever, you know, the communists and all that. Yeah. that's. True. I think the churches I grew up in were more, um, they tried to separate the, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're not from this world. It's kind of more like that, you know, like we're like, we would vote in things, but it wasn't like preached from the pulpit. Like you should <laughs> vote for this person or like, we're going right. to anyways. So it's maybe a little bit more politically conservative, um, right wing than, than I was, but, but the words like um, omnipotent, omniscient God, like all these things that, that the person's saying, those felt very similar. Um, but yeah, like, Probably a lot of the people that I used to go to church with, led churches with, they would condemn this. Certainly. They'd be like, no, we shouldn't be storming the Capitol or whatever. But like you said, the theology is the same. And that's something we've talked about on this show forever. Like when you when you look at a guy like, let's say, Franklin Graham, who um, is far more politically conservative and right-wing and aligns with Trump than a guy like, let's say, John Piper. But they're, but the things they believe, like the theology that they believe, the doctrines that they hold, probably like 99% <laughs> the same, yeah. if not more. Um, and that's, it's interesting. So you are part of the same club, whether you like it or not, and you're part of the same club whether the outcome of what you do with the things you believe are the same or not. Like I don't see John, I wouldn't see, I don't, I wouldn't see like someone like John Piper or the churches that sort of, which is more sort of how I grew up, like the churches that follow the John Piper of the world, that guy, that movement. Um, I wouldn't think those churches would be encouraging people to storm capitals or like Mm -hmm. even just anything close to that. They'd be saying, no, we're like, Regardless of who's in charge, like even if we're being persecuted, it's kind of like that. God is sovereign, and um, so, but but at the same time, but at the they same hold the time, same theology. Yeah, and and interesting that in coming that God is sovereign idea because I think if I was to summarize, and this kind of gets in my next little question or thought for you, if I was to summarize for me what I felt like that prayer, like if I had to um, bring that prayer down to one sentence. It was, it was, thank, thank you, God, for allowing us to be here today or allowing us to do this. And, and that, which, I mean, that's one of those phrases that for me was just so common. So like, I mean, probably every Sunday we'd say, you know, thank you, God, for allowing us to be here or whatever it was. So it's just such a normal phrase for us. And it kind of 
does imply a similar belief in God's sovereignty that maybe makes yeah. a different outworking, you know, that, that, yeah, who, this, you know, crazy looking guy in Mike Pence's seat, is obviously worlds apart from someone like John Piper. And yet do they maybe believe in God's sovereignty in a very similar way? Because he believes that God allowed this all to happen. And wouldn't John Piper also say that God allowed all of these events to unfold? So it's just, I guess that's one of those things where hmm. how different are the beliefs? And yes, the the actions are maybe different, but it, maybe that's other factors contributing to why those actions are different. Not Not actually theology or doctrine. Maybe it's just the community you're in, the way you're raised, the values you have apart from what you actually believe about what the Bible says or what you think God is. Yeah, I mean, the implication is that God paved the way for them to mm-hmm. be there. I mean, I think you can use the word allowing in a couple different ways when, you, when you're talking spiritual, uh, religiously in the Christian tradition. I think mm-hmm. Piper uses it like, even when bad things happen, God allowed God allowed that. Like, yeah. you know, um, he's in control, but he allowed that to happen. And I don't know, like, we can have a whole show on that probably. Um, it sounds like what they're saying there is more like in a positive way of, God paved the way. They talked about the police officers, allowing the police officers to... Inspiring them to... Inspire. Is that the word? That, yeah, yeah, I think that's what they... Use. That was the first like, time I saw your eyes get wide. To let us in, I think he said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, this... When you think of like, okay, so there's mul- many Christians, right? And many of them believe that God did not allow that and that they were... I, many people that believe in God's will, the will of God is the thing that's that's going to ultimately be done, would still say that this was not the will of God. These, this was the will of man doing doing this. Um, so, what is it? Like, is it or is it not? Or, you know, and it's just interesting that you can have two people believe different things. I thought, back to the, the whole, like, Franklin Graham, John Piper. I mean, I've used those names on the show before to kind of talk about the differences between two different sets of Christians that I kind of see out there. Probably a lot of them all voted for Trump the first time around anyway. Um, That's important to be said. Probably the John Piper camp, and I'm totally generalizing here a lot. Probably the the John Piper camp regrets it a bit and is kind of like upset with their choice and maybe Mm -hmm. didn't vote the second time around, voted third party the second time around. Uh, you know, kind of condemned Trump along the way for mostly his rhetoric and like how he talked and how he handled mm-hmm. himself. Bad representation of right. Christians. Still would probably, if, you know, push came to shove, they would probably agree with most of his policies. But anyways, and then the, then the, the Franklin Graham group maybe doubles down a bit and like <laughs> they, uh, they would still say like, they don't like his, some of his rhetoric, but but he's not your pastor, he's your president. Exactly, yeah. So, anyways, when I think of these two groups, what's interesting about it all, I mean, a lot of what we're, what the church is supposed to be doing is is loving the world, representation to the world, bringing Jesus to the world. The world doesn't, they don't see a difference between these two groups. Mm-hmm. When you look at the theology, the doctrine of these two groups, it's virtually identical. And I know there's a lot of people out there we have friends that are that are you know doing shows to try to show that like the church isn't about trying to like make a Christian nation that shouldn't that isn't and that's more like in the John Piper camp of like 
we're not from this world. Like, even if we're being persecuted, like we, we're separate from this whole thing, you know, like, but people looking on, you have the exact same doctrine. You have the exact same theology as the Franklin Graham Christians that are Trumpy and are like doubling down at this point and are the, the types of people, not everyone who supports Franklin Graham would have been a part of the insurrection. I'm not saying that, but, um, but it's more in line with the the types of people that felt like our nation's being taken away from us, that kind of thing. But the world looking on, those outside the church, they don't see a difference because the theology and the doctrine are the same between these two groups of Christians. Am I yeah. wrong? Yeah. And I mean, they're all just, I mean, to the world looking on, you know, the nuance of different groups of Christianity are, is not that noticeable and basically unless there's a rainbow flag flying above your church then the your church is just the same as any other church yeah. um, that's my guess to the world looking on but i think you know what makes this relevant to our listeners too is that for we know because of the many um, emails and stories that we receive which are just incredible thank you for all of you who send those in um, we know that the you know the four years of Trump being in office was a breaking point for so many people um, in there. At least it started some kind of a process of questioning whether it was conservative fundamentalist faith or Christianity in general. And, um, and a lot of those people have been told, you know, you're, you're discounting or you're, you're throwing out the baby with the bathwater. You're, you know, you're looking at a few bad apples who stormed the Capitol and you're judging everyone for this. And, um, and I think that like what part of what we're trying to get at is that people who see, you know, some like a prayer like this and say, I, something in me can't be part of this anymore. Like maybe you're not reacting. Maybe you're not overreacting because you're right to say the, the beliefs that I've held my whole life, even if I'm not the kind of person who would storm the Capitol, the beliefs that I've held are the, the same in so many ways to the beliefs that these people hold. And I don't want to be part of something that could have that trajectory. Mm. And and I think a lot of people who have, you know, stepped away from Christianity or the church have felt like they were, they didn't have the right to do that. And that they're, like I said, overreacting, like people have, have attributed that to them. Yeah. Um, so part of, part of this conversation, I think, is to try and... Um, affirm that there is something to be concerned about. And for me, the way the, the similarity and the familiarity of this prayer in such an unfamiliar context was, was like a way f- for me to see that. Okay. Right. So, you know, I, I've heard some shows and po- other podcasts and things talking about this whole idea that um, it's kind of in that John Piper group. They're saying like, no, you know, we're, this isn't right. Like we're supposed to be citizens of heaven. You know, these are Christians saying like, we're not supposed to just fight for like the, the Christian values and try to vote them into office and all this kind of stuff. Like that's not what we're supposed to be about. Um, yeah. We're citizens of heaven. We're whatever. But I guess my, my thought is like, but don't you believe that ultimately the best way like this, I'm, I'm talking to this Christian now. Don't you believe that the best way is for the, you know, God's laws to govern the whole world? Isn't that, and isn't that exactly what these guys here that we're looking at, like standing on Mike Pence's chair, 
after the insurrection. Isn't that what they believe too? What's the difference? And you just, you know, you would go about it differently. But don't you also think that that's what should happen? I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right about these two different kind of groups of Christians that represents a lot of the Christians in America, not everyone, but, um, and I, I kind of keep coming back to thinking about the, the many people, many listeners of this show who, um, have, are trying to maneuver the different rhetoric from different, um, sects of Christianity. And, you know, surprise, surprise that for me, it, it feels like, through a long string of thoughts that maybe I'll have to detail a little more, but it feels like it all does come back again to biblical interpretation and why that's, why that's so such a hard and not black and white thing is just the fact that so many things can be um, interpreted different ways. And a classic example, I don't remember who I was talking to recently that we were talking about, um, Oh, it was my acupuncturist in a weird conversation, but, um, he, he was saying something about how, you know, Jesus was all about, um, about love and loving your neighbor and loving your enemies. And just to kind of complicate the picture a bit, I reminded him of, um, oh, because uh, he used that, he quoted that verse about when Jesus told Peter to put down his sword. So then I responded to him also with the verse where the disciples say, here we have two swords. And Jesus says, that's enough. And they go. And I just brought that up just to kind of remind him that even Jesus is not a straightforward picture. Like there's anything in the Bible we can use to say one thing and some other verse can be used to say another. And we've talked about that so much on this show. But I think why that felt applicable here has actually, um, I, I want to share a couple of quotes from some interviews with some of the people in this video, some of these um, these men. It was just, it was another example of how we can twist our theology and scripture to essentially just justify whatever we want. So Mm. we'll see where this goes from here. But um, so Leo Christopher Kelly is one of the people kneeling during the prayer to the side of the the four that are up at the chair, but he's kneeling during the prayer. Um, When he was asked later about his actions... Um, and about the storming of the Capitol and what, um, how he felt about what he did, he expressed ambivalence. This is from the, the New Yorker article. He expressed ambival- ambivalence, but implied he was most concerned about God's judgment. He, God will judge us for what we did, he said. I'm redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, right? There's no judgment that stands against me. Perhaps I did something wrong, but what else were we supposed to do? Hmm. That rings of a bit of the... Uh, I'm not perfect. I'm just forgiven. Like <laughs> the bumper sticker. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that was actually more of an admission of maybe we did something wrong than I thought it was going to be based yeah. on the video here. You know, just these people didn't look like they thought they were doing anything wrong. Um, maybe in hindsight, you kind of wake up the next day and you're like, we, wait, did I we think, really? Yeah, from a lot of these interviews, it sounds like a lot of these people at once kind they're of, in legal it didn't, trouble. Didn't, once they're in legal, they're in jail, some of them, and Trump doesn't really come to their rescue. A lot of them are like, I don't know if we should have done this. Um, but yeah, this whole, what he says of there's, I'm redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, right? There's no judgment that stands against me. I mean, that's like almost straight out of Paul, those, those words. Right. 
And you can anyone can make the Bible support whatever they want to do. I mean, really, pretty yeah. much whatever you want to do. So, okay, one more example from um, a guy named Joshua Black, who is sitting in front of the um, the whole kind of front area of the room. He explained he he was posting videos, I believe, after the insurrection, but. Um, kind of explaining what he was doing. And he said that if he ends up in jail for his actions, then he, he intends to start a full-time prayer ministry. And he said, God wins either way. And okay. those, those two examples, I guess, for me, demonstrated this, I guess, how this comes back to what you were saying about, okay, so then is the answer just to have this different mentality of maybe like, we're not, you know, we're not primarily citizens of America, we're citizens of heaven. So it's just, I think why so many people have not been able to make a switch from an extreme form of Christianity to like a, or to an extreme, extremely national form of Christianity to maybe a, a more kind of John Piper-esque form of it. A lot of people haven't been able to do that. I think because they're so aware that we can just say anything. We can make anything sound good. We can make anything sound biblical. We can that the, the next church that sounds wonderful is like we're but we're just putting together what sounds best to us based on the verses that we like and and I don't say that it's kind of like this was seeing behind the curtain a bit it's kind of exposed this all for maybe what it is a bit right and and I say that knowing full well that all of these people are well intentioned i mean I, I kind of go by this life philosophy that I really think every, for the most part, everyone is doing the best that they can, doing what they think is best. Yeah, which is why on this show, I always try to come back to, let's talk about the ideas. I'm not going to talk about, and you're doing this because you're trying to maintain your power. You're doing this because you're a racist. You're doing that. Like, let's talk about your ideas, right? Um, because you could even say a lot of these politicians, you know. I don't know. I don't know that I wouldn't make some of the same decisions they're making if I was in the exact same situation. I mean, you know what I mean? So let's just talk about the ideas and uh, address those, not the motives and like, oh, you're doing this because, you know, I'm not going to guess at people's motives, but we can talk about ideas. Yeah. And so I guess if we're talking about motives. I think that we could probably fairly accurately say that, you know, all Christians in America or the West or probably globally are they're trying to come up with a social framework, a way of life, a set of theolog theological beliefs and doctrine that that is consistent with how they want to live. And, and I don't say that in a way of like, they just want to live however they want. Like, probably they want to live in a really good way. And for the most part, I would say that most Christians are probably trying to, like I said, base that on the Bible. What does the Bible say and how can I implement that? Um, in Based the on best, their interpretation. Right. Yeah. And for, you know, the way that seems most in line with the way of Jesus and is most loving for our neighbors. Like, you know, when I say that they're trying to live the way they want, I don't mean that in, in a negative way at all. Like, most of those ways are probably really good ways to live. But what I'm, what I am getting at is that we're using the Bible and then maybe using also Christian tradition along with that to to support the ideas that we're creating. And as we've talked about through really this whole show, there's almost always another way 
to come at it from the Bible. Like if you're going to say that, you know, the that Jesus says to love your neighbors and lay down your arms, well, okay, well then there's, what about this other thing that Jesus right, does? Right, and they're going to argue context. Oh, he's talking about this there. Right. He's talking about, but, and I mean, I do believe that overall, like the, the example right. of Jesus is very peaceful, but there's just always another interpretation. Yeah, so I feel like listeners of our show, you know, they're nodding their heads. They agree. Uh, you're all feeling like, yeah, we, this is what this is what set me on this course, you know, five years ago or whatever it was. Um, or the things I've seen have made it so I don't want to go back to church. I don't want to. For some of you, I don't want anything to do with uh, organized Christian religion anymore. And but I mean, yeah, I mean, I want you to know, you listener out there, to know that you don't have to jump back in or join back into to this, to, to these ideas. You know, if you're interested in the ways of Jesus or you're interested in the teachings of Jesus, like be interested in the teachings of Jesus. Try to live your life by a lot of the things that Jesus said, you know, and uh, that's great. That's good. Um, but as far as being weary of these organized religious groups, Christian groups that are uh, to an extent, giving you marching orders, even if you're not marching into a capital, there is marching orders, right? There's, I mean, the whole idea is someone gets up every week and tells you what the Bible says, what they believe the Bible says. And there are almost as many interpretations of what the Bible says as there are people preaching what the Bible says. And you don't, I don't believe you have to buy into this system of, uh, of belief where it's like, yeah, as long as they agree enough with what we believe, then they can be a part of our denomination. And as long as they're not too far off of that, well, then they can be a Christian. And they might not be a part of our denomination, but they're a part of our Christian. This whole, like, well, we can divide over, decide over, debate. Like, I I absolutely despise <laughs> that because it's all built into this uh, this worldview that that we need, we need to just make sure we have enough of the correct ways of thinking and believing for, in order to be saved and you're determining who is saved and who isn't saved and how much do you need i mean what per, is it a percentage uh is it like um so you, all that to say listener you don't have to subscribe to uh to that you don't have to find oh, i guess i just have to find a more progressive church to go to now um there's other ways to do this i think i think the reason why people do feel like they may want to they might want to jump back into something even if it's not quite what they want or not at all what they want is because they don't want to lose community they don't want to lose some of that foundation some of, sometimes it's for their kids um i get that that's very real um and that's that's challenging it is a lot it is a lot more lonely mm -hmm. uh, i'm not saying just on the path of not being a christian anymore I, like that's that's not a statement. I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't call myself not a Christian. I'm just saying like on this path of like, I'm going to, I'm going to live by the ways of Jesus. This is the story I was raised with. This is a story I know. Like I'm still, I'm still a part of this um, Jesus story because it's the one I, that was given to me. It's the one I know. It's, it's how I see the world and it's how I try to live my life. And, uh, but yeah, I, that, that can be a lonely road. Because we get these emails all the time too. It's like, do you know mm -hmm. of a, 
Mm-hmm. You have a community here in Kansas. You know, have a community here in Los Angeles. You know, have a community, like so many people wanting to connect with others. Very natural human uh, response. You want to be with other people that um, that are similar and thinking similar. And I get it. It's it is challenging, and that's where people gravitate to shows like this and um, communities like our private Facebook community, where I love going on there and just seeing. I don't even have time to read all of the things that are said on there sometimes, just people being able to communicate with others who are um, on this on this journey as well. We talk about this all the time. That's that's the point of this show. That's why we continue to do this show on our <laughs> nights and weekends and just try to make it happen because we want you to feel less alone. And and I believe that things like this do they do help. It does help with that. Even if you can't, yeah, you are giving up a lot of things. You can't just run back out and join some organized group that meets once a week at a specific time and has everything pre-programmed for you. Um, it is it is more challenging, but <laughs> say, yeah, I feel keep like... going, stick with it, and share with others, share with this community that we have here. You're not alone. I feel like a lot of this um, episode has kind of, you know, been thought 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 then ends with kind of a okay and we don't we don't really know where to go from here like what is the answer to this or where do you find like even you know we're talking we have our our private facebook group that is you know even as we're saying this we know that doesn't that doesn't come anywhere close to the type of community that we most of us have experienced in church like even if even if you look back on that community and you know and see a lot of abuse or um whatever your story is you know me and nate have really good stories of growing up in church communities that were just everything that you wanted them to be but some people don't but either way i think we look back at that and we go how that there was something so bonding so consistent so just like where else can you find a group of people that, you know, you're going to walk in and there's going to be a volunteer sign-up sheet over there and there's going to be, you know, the food drive over there and there's going to be the group that you met with on Wednesday for Bible study over there. That's just... And so I think for a lot of people at this point in 2022, a couple of years after the things that we've talked about and the whole um, just upheaval of... Um, the Christian evangelical world in a lot of ways through the um, the Trump administration, I think a lot of people are at a point of, okay, well, what do I do now? Like they've, a lot of people because of COVID have, have stepped away from church. It was pretty uh, convenient, right? Convenient. Like really convenient timing for a lot of people, I think. Yeah. It was like, that was my, that was my out. Perfect. But now it's kind of the question of, okay, but how do I really want to live my life? And how do I really want to raise my kids? And where do we go for this? And that's like, like I said, this is where this episode seems to tune, come a lot. Tune in next time. <laughs> <laughs> tune in next time for all the answers. Marching no. orders from Nate and Shelby. No. Um, I guess why I brought that up and, and this question of, okay, well, well, then where do we find this? If, if For those of you who don't feel like you can find the right kind of church or aren't even sure if you want to be looking for a church, um, we we get that. And I think part of the reason we don't know what to look for or where to go is because a lot of times I think we don't stay in this space long enough of trying to find an alternative or make alternatives. I think it's 
possible. I know I have talked about a dream of like this, this idea of neighborhood becoming more of the idea of the community type of thing that church was or, but I don't know, or, but some other way to live. We, we, we live in what has historically been a very Christian culture, at least those of us who are here in North America. And, and so a lot of, you know, our deepest forms of community are based around church and religious organization, but I don't think it needs to be that way. I don't think there is a clear way forward because I think that that's the way we've always been. And trying to find something new is, is going to be hard and is going to take enough people who are ready to try something. What if we do this? What if we turn the mics off now, we end this episode, say thanks for listening, join us next time, and then we keep recording um, an utterly heretical which is our second podcast that we do just for supporters of the show. It's five bucks a month to support. Uh, we try to make it super affordable. So lots of people can help out. We hope a ton of people can help keep this show going in that way. And we try to give you some things like that um, as a thank you. But what if we keep the mics going and we record an utterly heretical, a supporter only podcast about just kind of spitballing, you know, this is something you and I talk about a lot. What are, other ways what are what are other things we can do um because the main thing we hear is i don't want to feel alone i don't want to feel crazy so much so that people are willing to tune into two people <laughs> talking about this on the other side of the country i don't even know where you are right now people listening but or so much so that you're willing to to go back to a church that you, that don't, you don't agree even, with you don't agree with it or you don't even believe the things anymore uh <laughs> you and don't. we get that yeah we get that feeling Right. So anyways, um, how about that? How about we just keep going? Okay. And so we're going to, we're about to record another episode about. Yeah. What, what are alternatives? Oh, what are okay. other things? We talk about this sometimes. What are those other options? I mean, do you think we can have yeah. it? Do you think there's I mean, enough there to talk about? No guarantees of any answers, but I, I mean, we talk about this all the time. So absolutely. All right. So if you want that, go to almostradical.com and you can check out, find that episode very soon. It will be out. Um, <laughs> If you're listening to this in the future, it's already out. Go check it out. There's lots of good episodes on Utterly Heretical, our second podcast. Well, thanks so much for spending this time with us. Another Responding To episode. We'll have more of these. We're going to have some other different types of shows that we're going to do. And one that we're really excited about starting is listener stories. And these are going to be really cool because so many of you have written into this show over the last five, six years, um, shared extensive, extensive mm -hmm. stories with us. Um, I've cried at many of these stories and yeah. thank you so much for sharing them. I mean, when I struggle with motivation sometimes to keep the show going, it's a lot of work. It's a, there's a, a big time commitment to keep this going. These stories mm -hmm. are what keep me going. So I think of, I'm going to cry even now, but I think of like, you know, this person and this, that got out of this church or that was a part of this ministry or that just, you know, had a great church experience but can't believe it anymore and is ostracized. There's so many stories that I've heard and those are the things I think about that um, that make me keep this show going. And so, what we're going to start to do is take one of those stories. Mm -hmm. Names changed, cities changed, not sharing church names very, uh, very, you know, they're going to be very general so don't worry about any identities being shared. Um, and specific details will not be included, but we're going to take some of these. We may even we may even reach out to some of these listeners and and try to have them on the show and and kind of um, ask some more questions if they want. And so, 
Um, so definitely share your stories um, if you think mm-hmm. this is going to be helpful maybe for other people because I think on this whole vein of not feeling alone, not feeling crazy, I think this could help with that because whenever you hear someone else's story, that whole like, yes, me too, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Like when you meet someone and I've had this experience so much through this show, I've gotten to meet up with a lot of listeners here in Portland. Shout out if you are in Portland or Portland area or want to come to the Portland area. Shelby and I would love to take you out to eat get to meet you um, and just hear your story in person as well. But, but in doing that, we, I guess I've had I guess a privilege um, and a luxury to be able to do that and help have a lot of those like, yes, me too. Exactly. So I have this feeling of like, wow, there's mm-hmm. like so, there's many, so people. many of us, but you listening a lot of you, a lot of times people are just months or weeks removed from getting out of a, um, a cult or something like that. And, and they are not feeling like, wow, there's so many people around me are mm-hmm. also experiencing this and I don't feel, so that's why um, I want to do things like this. So that's a new type of episode we're going to be doing. Um, super excited about that, but thank you so much for spending this time with us. Yeah. See you at almost radical.com. <laughs>